hello everybody. My name is Beth Vaccaro. How are you tonight? I missed my cue. I was supposed to be up here when that stopped. And um, it's just been a long time since I've been here, so I didn't know. Can you guys forgive me? Yeah? Can you say hi, Beth? That's all? Try again. Yes! Thank you. Thank you. You guys are so nice. I'm so, so glad to be here with you. Uh, my name is Beth. I've been here on staff for 10 years. I can't even believe that's true, but it's true. I've been on staff. It'll be 10 years in February, but before that, for seven years, I was a youth pastor. And so I came in tonight and I'm like, my people, <laughs> like you guys are my people. I was crying. I felt young again. And then my sciatica started acting up and I was like, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but I truly am so honored to be here. I told Pastor Mateo and Pastor Victor, I was like, I would love to like volunteer with students again. And before I knew it, they were like, would you like to come and speak to students? And I was like, sure, we'll give it a shot. I might miss my cues, but it's going to be fun. So can you guys go with me tonight? Yeah? Okay. I'm so excited. We are going to be in the book of Galatians. You guys have been in the book now for a few. You guys like the book of Galatians? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It is literally one of my favorites. So my goal tonight is to get more than a whoo, but to be, for you guys to leave here and go, oh my gosh, Galatians is everything. There's so much packed in the book of Galatians that we're going to go through tonight. Um, but I promise I won't keep you here too long. I see the clock. Um, I have been told, though, that that clock up there does not run very well. So if I'm watching that clock and not the clock I'm supposed to, like, give me a wave, okay? Be like, Beth, cut it off. Like, it's time now, okay? Are you going to do it? No, you're not. Don't lie to me. Liars. Okay. All right. Let me get my notes. I had two pieces of paper. Guys, see? Here I am. All right. How about, how about before we get in, we just pray? <laughs> I need that. So let's pray. Everyone bow your heads. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this place. We invite you to speak to us tonight. We invite you to come and be near. We invite you to do what only you can do in this room. Holy Spirit, we can do nothing, nothing without you. And so we just ask that you come you dwell in our hearts, you change our minds, you change our direction and our course, God. I pray that there, there are things in this room, God, pe things that people are trying to decide to do tonight, God, I pray that tonight that you would stop that, dead in its tracks, God, and that people would be focused on you and what you have for them. Holy Spirit, come and move and do what only you can do tonight, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. All right, we're going to look back through Galatians. You guys have been talking through, you guys talked through Jesus is enough. You talked through Holy Spirit sustains, and you talked through God justifies. And so what are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about Holy Spirit sanctifies. So that's where we're going to camp tonight. We're going to come back to it over and over and over. The Holy Spirit, he sanctifies and we're going to be in chapter 5, so if you have your Bible and you want to go there now, we're going to be chapter 5, um, verse 16. We'll go there in just a little bit, but if you want to get there now, the scripture will be on the screen as well. So if you didn't bring your Bible, no worries. 
The Holy Spirit sanctifies. Chapter 5 is all about freedom. Can you guys say freedom? Freedom. 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 Let's try again. Can you guys say freedom? Freedom. Yes. That is everything we're talking about is the freedom that comes. You guys have heard this, right, that it is for freedom that he has set us free. You guys know that? It is for freedom. He did not save us. We did not give our lives to Jesus so that we could be kept in bondage, but it is for freedom that he set us free. Can I ask this question? I know you guys don't know me super well, but I want to ask this question because I sat in your seats once, but is there something you need freedom for? Is there something that in your head when I say that word, you're like, man, it would be really great if I could be free of and fill in the blank. Free of my anxiety, free of my shame, right? Free of my fear, free of lying, free of doing the things my friends are doing that I know aren't good for me. What's the thing? What's that thing that is just gnawing at you? I remember sitting in your seats looking at my youth leaders. I grew up in church, and I remember saying, God, I give you my life. I give you everything. But there was always these things that I was like, gosh, man, but if I could just get that thing. (laughs) If that that thing that I'm not going to tell my friends, that thing that I'm not going to tell my parents, that thing I'm probably not even going to tell my youth leaders, if that thing... God, if you would come and invade that space, I would be where I need to be, right? I remember looking at the leaders going, I wish I could just be like them. I wish I could be like J-Lo or Ashley or Amelia, right? All these people you see on stage. I wish I could be like Brayden. I wish I could be like all of these people that I see ahead of me because, God, I know I want freedom, but yet I keep going back. Has anyone felt that before? It's like, I want freedom, and then, oh, I go back. Paul knew a little bit of something about that, too. In Romans chapter 7, he says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. This is Paul. He's like, I know that nothing good dwells in me, in my flesh. For I have a desire to do what's right, but not the ability to carry it out. You ever felt like that? I have. Where I'm like, that that was me. I'm like, ah, I want to do what's right, and yet I keep getting pulled back. But here's the good news tonight. Here's the good news. When Jesus was resurrected from the grave and he paid the ultimate price for our freedom, right, all the disciples are like, stay here, Jesus, right? Don't leave. Stay here. And he said, it is better actually, that I leave, because when I leave, I'm going to send a helper. I am going to send a helper that is better for you, that will walk with you day in and day out. Does anyone know who that helper is? Good job. The Holy Spirit. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, because here's what God was saying. I know you don't have what it takes to do it yourself. I know you don't. Some of you haven't had a lot of years yet to realize, like, I really cannot do it by myself. Some of you are still trying, and then you're beating yourself up, and you're in this cycle of try, and then the cycle of shame because you messed it up again, right? Well, 
God came. He justified us. He made a, I mean, just, I love that Jesus comes and he just clears the deck and he says, that's it. That's all you need. But then, but then what does that mean for my day in and my day out? What does that mean for tomorrow? The Holy Spirit sanctifies. Here's what I love, too, about this. I feel like I have to say this. You guys are going to be like, yeah, duh, Beth, I get that. But you don't sanctify. Can you say, I don't sanctify? I don't sanctify. You don't sanctify. It's not up to you. Get that in your bones. Because I know so many of you are like, yeah, but if I just did this thing, I would be this way. No. You don't sanctify. The Holy Spirit sanctifies. And so our first point here tonight is sanctification is supernatural. You know what that means? Exactly what we just talked about. (laughs) It's supernatural. It's not something that you can do in the natural realm. You need the Holy Spirit to come and to do it. Now, sanctification is a big word. Like, I, I was like, okay, maybe I should read more books. That could be something that I could do. Um, but <laughs> I don't know about you, but if you hear that word sanctification, if I asked you to come up here, could you guys just define it? Most, anyone, anyone, any takers? No? Yeah, yeah. I was expecting one because it's you, so I was expecting one person to be like, I can do it, but I wouldn't be able to do it either, and if I was sitting in your seats a week ago, I would be like, no, why don't you just tell me, preacher, like, (laughs) I don't want to be the one to get up there and be wrong. So the generic meaning of sanctification is just this, it's so easy, the state of proper functioning set apart for use intended by its designer. The state of proper functioning. Set aside or set apart for use intended by the designer. Okay. What do I have? What is this? Good job. It's a pen. All right. So we could say if we're using this definition of sanctification, we could say this pen is sanctified when it does what? Good job when it writes, not when I throw it at somebody, not when I like stick it behind. Does it like do that? I don't know. Right? This pin is sanctified when it does the purpose it was intended for by the designer. Does that make sense? That's as simple as sanctification is. Uh, I have more props, glasses. These are my blue light glasses. Just poke my eye. Are they sanctified up here? Why not? They're not functioning the way the designer intended them. But if I do this, they're meant to protect my eyes from the blue light that my computer is shining in my face for eight hours a day, at least. Right? So they are sanctified when they are used the way they are supposed to. This is my favorite one. Who likes chocolate? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'm throwing it. Yeah, that was a great catch. Okay, when is that chocolate sanctified? When what? When you eat it. So if you take that and you step on it, or you take that and you throw it, yeah, so sad. Don't do that. Don't do that. You have to eat it. It It's like sea salt and dark chocolate. It's like, and it says New Life Church. 
which kind of makes me not want to eat it, but you have to, because that is what makes it sanctified, right? Do you guys get it? Does that make sense? Do you guys get the point? Okay, so then a human being who has given their lives to Jesus is sanctified when what? When we live according to God's design and purpose. We are sanctified when we live according to God's purpose. But I can almost hear you screaming, yeah, Beth, but what about when I get pulled and I'm not living according to God's purpose? What about when I make a bad decision? What about, what about, what about? I can also hear the other side, and maybe you're like me, where I say, hey, if the Holy Spirit's sanctifying, Actually, let me tell you a story. So when I was, I don't know how old I was, I was maybe 12, and I remember asking my mom again, I grew up in the church, but I remember asking my mom, I said, Mom, if Jesus forgives me, and that's like free, right, and he just forgives me, then why can't I just do everything I want to do and ask for forgiveness, right? Like, have, have any of you ever thought that? Am I the only one that's like, okay, I can see some hands. Thank the Lord. My mom's face, I'm pretty sure, just like went white. She was like, oh no, we've lost her. <laughs> like, you're not supposed to ask that, Beth. <laughs> like, you are not supposed to ask that question. Why are you asking that? And I'm like, but I don't understand. If he's going to forgive me anyway, then why do I have to work so hard to be good? Why do I have to work so hard to do good things? Why can't I just do what I want to do, live my life, have so much fun, and then say, okay, Lord, forgive me? That's not how it works, is it? (laughs) That's not how it works. But why? It doesn't mean we get to do anything we want. Let's see what Paul has to say about this in Galatians in our text. I think he knows a little something about it. So if you turn with me, if you're already there, Galatians again, chapter 5, verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But, can you guys say but? But, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. That was but with one T. I heard the giggles. Rude. So rude. It's been a long time since I've been a youth pastor. That's not the word I should have had you repeat, right? Okay. I'm learning. I'm learning. All right. But, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, if the works of the flesh are evident, or now the works of the flesh. Okay, so we just talked about works of the spirit. Now we're going to talk about works of the flesh. They're evident, and he's going to list them for us. The works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, there it is again, but the fruit of the Spirit. You guys know this? The fruit of the Spirit is what? It's love, joy, peace, 
patience. Goodness. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against these things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep step with the Spirit. I'm going to read that last sentence again. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep step with the Spirit. Isn't this so cool? I love the Word of God and that Paul knows. Paul, Paul knows without knowing any of us, without knowing me, without knowing you, he knows humanity, right? I, there are so many people that have felt like, okay, I'm the only one, right? And the enemy will do that. The enemy will get you to think you're the only one that deals with it, and you're the only one that if you just got this right, can I just say right now that's a lie from the pit of hell? It's not true. You're not the only one. And when we read the word of God, we can go back into the word of God and we can go, oh my gosh, Paul understood this tension between works of the flesh and works of the spirit. And he gives us a remedy. He says, walk by the spirit and keep in step with the spirit. Is anyone going, how, how, how do we do that? Here's point, the next point. I forget if it's point two, point three, point ten. Here's the next point. Sanctification is a process. Man, I say that and I squirm. Because if I am honest, what I really want is sanctification to happen right away. I want to say, Jesus, I am yours and everything to go away. I don't want to struggle with things anymore. I don't want to... Um, have anxiety. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to do things that are wrong. I just want it to be done. But that is not what sanctification is. Sanctification is a process that we have to submit to and go, okay, I'm in high school now. When I'm 25, when I'm 35, when I'm 45, when I'm at the end of my life and I am looking back, I will be being sanctified every single Guys, there is no goal to this. There is no end where it's like, man, okay, when I'm married, when I finish college, when I, then I will be, the Holy Spirit says, "Uh uh-uh. Like, we are friends for the whole thing. (laughs) I'm going to be by your side. We are going to be sanctifying. And it's not going to go away. There's not a quick fix. The life of Jesus is not a fast food life. It's not a I'm hungry, I want. Yeah, exactly. Dang it. Why? I love fast food, right? Like it's not like that life with the spirit and the life of godliness happens happens in a process. So at the very beginning of this scripture, the very first line says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify desires of the flesh. Walk by the Spirit. And then the very last, he finishes it with, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So again, I was asking earlier, what does that mean? How many of you are good dancers? Don't lie. Oh, everyone's nervous. I see a hand. See another hand? 
Come on, come on, come on, don't lie. What did you guys just have? Was it just prom? Was it prom? Homecoming? Homecoming. Again, I told you guys, it's been a long time. Homecoming, how many of you are good? Okay, so then how many of you are not good dancers? Okay. All right. I see, I see. I would definitely fall in that group. Right there, there definitely wasn't a, like a 50-50 split. So I think some of you just didn't raise your hand at all. You were like, hmm, I can't say I'm a good dancer, but my friend can, right? Like, I get it, right? Okay, so keeping in step with the spirit is a lot like dancing. Some of you are like, oh, no, I'm doomed. You're not. Because if you're doomed, I'm doomed. Because, guys, let me tell you what, my head... I, I think I can be a good dancer. I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. And I really, really want. Okay, for those of you that raise your hands that I'm not a good dancer, how many of you would say I'm not a good dancer, but I really want to be? Okay. <laughs> that is me. I am not a good dancer, but I'm like, please, I'm in my head, I'm a good dancer, and I'm going to try. And I get out wherever I'm dancing. We just had the gala here recently. How many of you came to the gala, volunteer gala? Okay, a few of you. Good. Okay, so at the gala every year we have a DJ and we have dancing at the end. It's incredible. You will never, ever, ever find me on that dance floor in public um, in front of people where there are pictures and cameras because I am terrible. But I go out onto that dance floor and I'm like, I can do this. Like, I got this. Right? Like, I can, what does Hitch say? Like, say right here. I don't know, something like that. Like, I can do this. And then I start, like, throwing in, like, my... <laughs> You throw in arms and legs, like, forget it. Like, I'm done now. Like, I can do one thing and one thing only. But if I wanted to become a good dancer, what would I have to do? It was like, practice. I'd have to practice one, and I'd have to do it. Right? If I'm going to sit on the side and just watch, there's never, ever a chance that I am going to be able to keep in step in any step, like ever, because I'm just watching. All right, so much like that, this, I was a little better at soccer. Any sports players? Hey, sports ball. We love a good sports ball. Yes, okay, so I played soccer. I, okay, I, yes, there's a lot of you, athletes, my people. Yes. All right, so I grew up playing soccer. I started at like age five, age six. And I played competitively all the way through college. Um, so I was 22, 23 um, when I tore my ACL. Yeah, everyone say, aw. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long time. I'm over it. But it hurt at the time. <laughs> okay, so I played soccer all the way through till I was 22. So I'm guessing 22 is older than most of you in the room. And so I have a lot of reps. I can play soccer. I know the skill. I, um, man, I know the game inside and out, right? Because I played for years and years and years. But I know Lillian, Lillian, I see you. Yep, I know you play soccer. Um, <clears throat> if we went and played one-on-one -on -one right now, <coughs> I have more reps than you. I definitely played longer than you, for sure. Um, you guys think I could win? Rude at number one. Number two, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> I could not. Why? 
because I have not played since then. Lillian's in the game now. All the other people that raise their hands, you guys are in practice now. You are going to tournaments. You are in seasons. You are running sprints. You are puking your guts out because you're running all of the miles, obviously the things I am not doing anymore. And so I would not win against Lillian right now, guaranteed, hands down. Kind of want to try, but I would not. Um, Definitely not in a race. Um, Maybe I would be a little smarter because maybe I've learned a little, right? But I would not be able to because guess what goes first? Your agility, your ability to pivot, your ability to move. Like that's gone as soon as you're not in the game. And so what does Paul mean when he says keep in step with the Holy Spirit? What does that mean? It means you have to show up. It means you have to be in the moment. It means you have to get in the game. Like you guys all said, practice. You have to practice. How do you... How do you do that in the life of faith? Can I submit to you guys that it's not that hard? (laughs) Showing up isn't the hard part. But it's the first thing to go. It's typically the first thing that we say, ah, it's fine, right? Or we let shame keep us, like, from, shame is a huge wall. Can I just say that? Shame will keep you from everything good. So if you're like, I can't get it right. Oh, and the shame wall goes up, and then what happens is you go, okay, Holy Spirit. You're the one that sanctifies. You're the one that does the work. You're the one that created me. You're the one that knit me together in my mother's womb. You're the one that put me together exactly like I am, but I can't be in relationship with you. See, for the Holy Spirit to sanctify, you have to show up, and you have to get in the room with him and say, okay, Holy Spirit, what, you, what do you have for me? Holy Spirit, what are you going to do today? Because I don't sanctify, you sanctify. You have to pattern your life after the influence of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Let's talk about some just practical ways. Showing up at youth group, showing up at church, good job. You guys all get a check mark. But we're not keeping score. (laughs) The life of the Spirit is not keeping score. He's not saying you showed up sometimes, you didn't. He's just beckoning you. He's like the best friend you've ever had that always wants to be around. (laughs) Guys, I am telling you, I have lived a lot longer than so many of you, and the Holy Spirit, he is kind, and he is good. I told my friends recently that I I was going through some things, and I was mad. I was just mad at him, and I felt like I was just like, like sitting on a, I kept getting a picture of myself sitting on a bench with my arms crossed, and I didn't want him to leave, but I didn't want him to say anything either, (laughs) like, and that's where I was, Have you guys ever been mad before, mad at the Holy Spirit, mad at the Lord, mad at Jesus? Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. It's okay. I get that. And you know what was so great is I turned and looked, and that didn't make him mad. That he just, the Holy Spirit just said, okay, I'm here. I'm here with you. I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to walk with you. And all in that process, he's doing what? He's sanctifying me. He's sanctifying me. So going to church, praying, reading your Bible, serving. 
here's the thing. Sanctification looks like Jesus. Sanctification looks a lot like Jesus. So I truly believe, I truly believe that if you guys just submit and you say, okay, all right, Holy Spirit, I'm submitting to your work in my life and your way. And you show up and you open your word and you show up to pray. Or maybe even some days you just wake up and you say, Holy Spirit, come. That's it. He is faithful to meet you there every single time. And I believe that 10 years from now, I don't care what happens to you. I don't care where you go, what you do. I don't care what college you attend. 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, you're going to look down the line and you're going to see how the Holy Spirit has been sanctifying you all along the way. You guys believe that? You're like, kind (laughs) of. That's okay. Because the older you get, the more you have to look back on. And you're like, Guys, I am still amazed every single day that the Holy Spirit shows up in my life. And that despite my best efforts or my worst efforts, that he's still here. That is the power. Jesus, like, I have set you free once and for all, and then I have sent someone to help you every single day of your life. Because you cannot do it on your own. So the band's going to come up, and we're going to just sit with this for a little bit. I know in high school, I was always a little awkward with silence. I was like, oh, I don't like silence. And then I learned (laughs) to give Holy Spirit room to move. Holy Spirit room to act. Holy Spirit room to show up. And so as the band comes up, um, we're going to just, we're going to kind of find some spots. And we're going to say, Jesus, we want to look like you. And we're submitting to the process. We're submitting to the lifelong process, day in, day out. We're going to submit to that whole time, knowing that when we look back at the end of our life, we will look more like you. And then we're going to sing a song at the end of tonight. I'm just going to walk you guys through this. We're going to sing a song called The Goodness of God. You've probably sung it here before. Many of you are going to know it. But here's what I'm willing to bet. Here's what I'm willing to bet. Is that when I see you 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, the Holy Spirit will have done the work. And that you guys will be singing about the goodness of God all of the days of your life. So we're going to pray that something gets rooted in right now. So if you can stand with me. that you guys actually spread out around this room. I don't want anyone sitting together, okay? So spread out. Get somewhere where you can be by yourself. 
now. You can sit. You can stand wherever you're comfortable. We're going to start by just saying, I want everyone to repeat after me. Say, Holy Spirit, come. this. Holy Spirit, sanctify me. I submit to your will. I submit to your ways. Maybe you're in the room and you are struggling with that legalistic, like, I can do it myself, Beth. Beth, if I just try harder, I can do this myself. I just feel the Lord beckoning you to say, ask me for help. So if that's you, will you just ask the Lord? You don't have to say this out loud, but just quietly say, okay, Lord, I'm asking. I've tried and I failed and I've tried and I failed and I've tried and I failed. So I'm submitting to your will. I'm submitting to your way. And I'm going to ask for help. I also get a sense in the room that some of you are struggling with a ton of shame because of all the times you failed and you know better. (laughs) Can I just say right now that the Holy Spirit would come to just crush that shame? Shame cannot do anything for you. And so will you just say, Holy Spirit, I give you my shame. For those of you in the room that have been a little bit like I was and said, I have a license to do whatever I want. Can you just ask for forgiveness tonight? Can you say, okay, God. Okay. I want how you created me. I want you to sanctify and make me like you because you knit me together. You know me. And all the things that I'm choosing to do are not good for me. And so I submit to your will and your way. And then last but not least, I think there's some people in here that just need to submit to the process. (laughs) Submit to the years that it's going to take Can you do this with me? This is not in my notes, but can you picture yourself 20 years from now? Close your eyes and picture yourself 20 years from now. And I want you to picture the Holy Spirit standing next to you. saying, I'm here. The same way I was there in that room way back in the tent in in Colorado Springs. I'm here and I'm going to meet you today, 20 years older version of yourself, just like I met you then. The Holy Spirit will sanctify you over and over, and over, and over, and over again. 
Holy Spirit, I pray over these students tonight. Lord, I pray a deep root going to the bottom of their souls tonight. God, that whether they're willing to listen to me tonight or whether they're distracted, God, I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would come and do a work that only you can do. Because, Holy Spirit, you are the only one that knows where every single student in this room is. You know what they're struggling with, God. You know, Holy Spirit, where they are in pain. You know the things they want freedom from. So, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and meet these kids, God, these students. Meet them where they are, exactly where they are tonight. And I pray that they would encounter you in a mighty and awesome way, God. That they would um, learn to love what is good and hate what is evil. God, they would resist the temptation and the enemy. They would resist things that are not good for them, and they would submit to your Holy Spirit's work in their life. Holy Spirit, we just ask you, sanctify us tonight. Sanctify us tomorrow. We submit to your will and to your way. In Jesus' name, amen.